Um, okay, that's fine. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Brother Jerry, go ahead. Okay, uh, and I'll say hi to Richard and Chris and Larry. Uh, you know, I was thinking today, and I mentioned this to Larry, um, about the God that I used to worship. Uh, you know, the woman the well, Jesus said, you worship, you know not what. And if you think about it, salvation's knowing God. And I think back about the God I worship. I worship the God that I had uh, more or less concocted in my mind that loved the world, supposedly, and wanted everyone to be saved. None of this I got out of the scriptures. It was just, it's, it's just in a natural man when he's born. I guess I started too soon, didn't I? No, you're doing fine. Okay, anyway... Uh, I, you know, it's it's what the natural man wants God to be, uh, and I had the inkling that uh, if you did the right things, you know, that you'd make it. And I never, I knew nothing about the finished work of Christ, and and uh, you know, prayed the prayer and asked God to save me, and uh, oh, just all of those things. And and needless to say, if I am His. And a lot of people don't like that term, especially Armenians, because they want everybody to know they're saved and everybody else is supposed to know they're saved. But if I'm his, and I'm such a wicked beast, I have to say if I'm his, it's it'll be because of what he's done, not because of what I've done. And I, I, I just, I, I'm just, I cannot, I don't think I can go... Uh, like Marcia Daniel said, I can't take a breath without sinning, and I don't think I can either. I might think I get along fairly well for a day or so, and then I find myself back in the pits of hell and asking God to have mercy on my soul. And I guess that's where I'm at today. And uh, I will say a few things about the God I used to worship. I used to think that, oh, some people would have more crowns and more rewards than others, and I knew nothing about why they're even in heaven. They're in heaven because Christ has imputed his righteousness to them, and the Bible says we're joint heirs with him because of that. Again, what I based it on is what meant most all religious people. I was a Southern Baptist, and that's basically what most all of them believe. Uh, and I started believing in rapture and the pre, uh, you know, with, uh, tribulation and a thousand-year reign and all that trash that... And, and I apologize, some people don't think it's trash, but uh, I believe every eye will see him, even those that pierced him, and, and it, it, it's going to be over the minute he comes. But and I, I, I believe now that Christ saved his people before the foundation of the world, and, and I, I used to believe that... Uh, you know, the preacher, the people leave the church and say, boys, you stepped on my toes, preacher. Keep it up. Keep it up. That was supposed to be a good sermon when you agitated people and made them feel guilty. But the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. And, and it also says, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Tell them all I've done for their soul. 
And I've thought about that. And he says, I paid, pay, tell him I paid double for all their sins. And you think, how could that be? Well, it's two ways. He's taken all of our sins from us so that we are uh, before Adam fell in the eyes of God. But he didn't only do that, but he, per- he imputed his perfect righteousness to us. Uh, and and we're born of God. If we're if we're His, we've been born of His holy seed, and that's the reason we can see our sins is because we have His holy eyes, and we look across the aisle at this old man, and we think, man, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that seeketh God. There's none that understandeth. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And and if if I do see anything, it's by the mercy and grace of God. And I'll pause there, uh, Larry, and let someone else take over. But well, I I uh, can certainly concur with what you said, Brother Jerry. I, you know, like like we've been talking, you know, the longer I live, the more I realize that the only the only hope that I have is is in the completed work of Christ. I mean, I can look back at times in my life where I actually believed, you know, all of these um, erroneous views that are put forth out there regarding the free will of man and all of that. And I realized that because of my own depravity that I, I, uh, I need a Savior. And I need that Savior each and every moment and second and every breath I take. Uh, Go ahead, Brother Chris, and give us your thoughts. Well, I just wonder about that word, if. That weighs so heavy on on, uh, someone who who appreciates God's free grace. You know, and it really is completely up to God, and we won't know for sure until uh, until that day, last day, end of the world, judgment day, rapture, all very much a simultaneous event. I uh, have to concur with Jerry about that thousand-year reign. I just know it's a rubber stamp for whatever God has in view, just like so many other numbers, you know. And uh, the booksellers, it's trash. And the book buyers are suckers, you know. Uh, let's put a Bible in their hand. They don't want it. They'd rather be have their, eye, their ears tickled by some rich, richer-than-them author author of confusion, I call them. But boy, they sure fare well on this earth. You know? Are we in any specific uh, uh, chapter and a book? Or are we just free, freely speaking? Well... Hey, Chris. Hi, Jerry. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, if I not get, I was going to read a couple of things later I, after you guys all get through a, a couple of short things and make a couple of statements. But uh, uh, most of these scriptures we're quoting, everybody's familiar with. But that's the reason I didn't quote any this particular time. And go ahead. I, I'm sorry to inter- interrupt. Oh, that that's all right. Um, if you have something to go ahead, Brother Jerry. I mean, we're not. This isn't taking number. I mean. But right. You know. <laughs> well, how about Richard? Has Richard got something? Yeah, to say? Richard, uh, go ahead and, and basically share your thoughts about the God that 
that we proclaim and and you proclaim and what distinguishes distinguishes him from all these other gods out there um thank you larry and jerry and chris um i think you know what comes to my mind is you know what jesus told the woman at the well that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and the the God of, of the masses, whether it be Mohammed or a false Jesus Christ or, uh, you know, whoever or whatever they worship, is, is something that's, that always has attached to it their hands and something that is seen. And his children, the, the, the God that's been revealed to us and why people can't understand our language and can't, we can't have fellowship with those who don't know him is because of the unseen nature of it and, and, and things that we don't attach our hands to, our works, our, you know, uh, the, the God that they worship is, uh, you know, it's synergism. It's, it's a mixture of a cooperative effort of them and God. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's often related to when we talk to these that worship this God, uh, a God of, uh, you know, what they're doing for him. And as Jerry said, if if the truth has been revealed to us, uh, we see that uh, there's no synergism, there's no cooperative effort, there's no, uh, as our Savior told us, without me you can do nothing. And uh, we, we know that, uh, that, that this God, the God of Scripture that's been revealed to us is, is all unseen. And it's, uh, you know, the scripture says that, you know, not, not the sound of a hammer should be heard, you know, in the putting together of the temple. And so it is with, with, with us and what our Savior has done for us. It's, uh, you know, in their God, it's, uh, he's, he's, he's just dependent upon them. You know, he's, 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 and that's the way they like it. That's, that's the way they need it. That's the way they love it is to, uh. Uh, to, to, to add their efforts, to add what they can do, and, and then to, to go about and say, see my zeal for the Lord. Say, so look here what I'm doing. And uh, and it is a great blessing to, if we, in our nature, you know, even as his children, you know, we find ourselves, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, I, I need to do better and, and trying to lift ourselves up by our own bootstraps, and that nature remains with us. And God steadily has to remind us, just like he t- told Job, though I make my hands ever so clean, yet thou shalt cast me into the ditch and my clothes abhor me. We constantly oh. have to be reminded that uh, this God that we serve will not, will not accept any works of, from our filthy rag works or, or the works from these polluted, corrupt hands. Hmm. Wow, that's, uh, that's some heavy, heavy stuff. You know, but it's so true. I mean, how can you, you can't mix works with grace. It's like oil and water, you know, it just, that's really very well put, Richard. I Now, Jerry, you were wanting to read a couple of scriptures. Go ahead, brother. Well, this is in Genesis. Uh, you know, the God that I hope I worship, I hope I worship the true God because uh, and, and the only way you can truly worship the true God is to know him. Uh, there's a song that's out that says to know him is to love him. I don't know what else is in that song, but that, that part of it is true. Uh, 
But this is Genesis chapter 1, and you, th- you might think, what does this have to do with God? But it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then it goes out, down in verse 3, and it says, let there be light. And it goes on down, and it talks about uh, let the waters uh, under heaven gather together, and then let the waters bring forth the, more or less the creatures in the waters. And then it goes on down to, uh, and the earth brought forth grass and herb and yielding seed after its kind and fruit whose seed is in itself after its own kind, which is quite interesting. Everything he created has a seed in itself of its own kind to reproduce. This this throws this is absolute scientifically a fact that everything has a seed in itself to reproduce. So you don't have any evolution. You couldn't have ever and, and we see it today. Dogs have dog seeds in them, cats have cat seeds in them, squirrels have squirrel seeds in them and it goes down through the line. I mean, it's amazing. And what is amazing about this? is God created man last. And we might ask ourselves, why did he create man last? Because it seems as though man is the most important one of this creation. So why did he create him last? Well, I think there's an answer to that. And and everything I say, guys, I might be wrong. I don't know whether I, I feel like these things are true and correct. And I feel like these things came from the Lord. But, uh, you know, why did he create them last? Let's think about it a minute. He was building his nest, so to speak. He created them last because he couldn't create man, or he could, I guess, and man not have anything to eat. (laughs) This this flesh and blood... uh, it requires its substance come from the earth. So it, if you think that Adam was in that garden where the, the fruit was growing on trees, so he produced his fruit first. Uh, you know, some people believe that Christ had a flesh and blood body. If he did, he had to have this same substance to eat uh, all through heaven or eternity, if that's what you want to make it. Uh, and then you think about that. I turned over here to Hebrews chapter two, and it says, uh, verse eleven says, "For both he that sanctifieth, that's Christ, and they who are sanctified are all one. For which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren, because they have the same seed in them. They have the seed of God in them. Saying, I will declare my name, thy name, unto the brethren. And then he goes on to say." Uh, in verse 16, for verily he took not on himself the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. In other words, and then it says, and he says, wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Now he's talking about the man side. God's side has always existed, but he's talking about the man's side. He was made, he said he was made uh, like unto his brethren. And it says, and he says, in all things, in other words, he had to have food to sustain this blood and flesh body. 
like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful. You know, this is amazing because he is a cause. See, I didn't know anything about this. Adam that fell is called the uh, first Adam, and Christ is called the second Adam. Why would he be called the second Adam if he's eternal? It be, it's because he was the, he was the second uh, to be born, not not in Adam's line, but in in Christ's line. Uh, if you read the first chapter of Acts, it says this is the generation singular of Jesus Christ. Well, that's what he's talking. In in Adam all die, even so in Christ all are made alive. So everything that Adam lost, Christ retrieved. That's the reason where, where redeemed come from. We've been redeemed, hopefully, if we're his, from the fall. We've been redeemed by his grace. Uh, I've, I've talked long enough. I, I, I would like to say something a little later here about, about the Trinity, about what I used to believe and what I believe now about the Trinity, about uh, there's only one God, and yet there's three expressions or manifestations or attributes, um, whatever you want to call them, of, of this one God. And um, go ahead, uh, one of you guys, whichever would like to take over. Well, I, w- I would just say that, you know, what you're saying is so evident throughout Scripture, especially as it relates to God proclaiming who he is in Isaiah, you know, 41st chapter, he says, the 8th verse, Thou, Israel, art my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Thou, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. And as he goes in and talks about Jacob, you know, he says a little bit broader, he says, For everyone, speaking of everyone of his elect, everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. And then finally, in the 44th chapter, 24th verse, it says, Thus saith the Lord the Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. Uh, Chris, do you have any uh, thoughts? And then I'll uh, turn it back over to Richard. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, Isaiah 41, and immediately, well, there shortly after, he talks in Isaiah uh, 42.8 that let me get there 42.8 that was 41 that you just read 42.8 I the Lord that is my name and my glory will I not give to another neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. You know, I think Jerry's right. When uh, God created all these other things for man in that garden, he created, it's kind of like a bird that, uh, that gets ready her nest for her flight. 
feelings, you know. I think that's what God did in the creation uh, order. He didn't just make man and then start adding to his creation with man sitting in an empty garden, or no garden at all, you know. Uh, no, I just say lean upon uh, the good Lord and uh, trust him. It's just the if that bothers the Arminian. That's why they hate us, because we just hope in God himself and not lean upon anything we think we can do, because there's nothing we can do. That's true. That's so true. Yeah, Brother Richard? Uh, a couple of things. One, t- today I was thinking on... Uh, um, predestination and election and those that uh, you know uh, haven't been getting to see it or reject it or or, or oppose it you know oppose the truth uh, you know the uh, the scripture from Genesis to Revelation that that's all that Bible is is predestination that's that's what it's about it is it, and it's, that predestination is tied to the, that family that seed which Jerry was talking about. But what I was thinking about today in, in God's power in creation and, and this, this one aspect of his power and all these things, whether it's, you know, the, 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 the smallest, minutest particle that man can understand or conceive or the vastness of what he's created. You know, the scripture says in Colossians that it's all upheld by the power of God. So the, 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 these bodies, these natural bodies that we live in need fuel if we don't eat they have no energy that 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 power that energy comes from that food which came from the earth which came you know by the sun the water and all that well mm-hmm. and, and in predestination this is what i was thinking another proof that 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 everything that 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 comes to pass and jesus says that that there's not a sparrow that falls to the ground without your father even the very hairs of your head are numbered and so all that power, the power for anything to move, as Scripture says, in him we live and move and have our being. I may be misquoting that a little bit, but that's the essence of it. So in predestination, all power, all things consist by him, all things continue by him. Is that not proof and evidence of, of predestination of all things, of, of everything? Because without that power, whether it's a thought, whether it's a, a tree growing, whether it's a bird flying, that power to make that move, to make that thought, all is upheld, maintained, and comes from one source, and that's God. And when you add all that up in the continuation of all things from beginning to end, it has to be. It's all, if he's, and Jesus says he has power over all flesh, so there's no power that comes from or exists without God Almighty moving it to happen and that's predestination and uh, right. but 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 another thought but on thinking on this false god uh a scripture that y'all are familiar with but I, I wanted to read a couple of passages you know one of the things when we think when we look at friends or family members and you know and whether it's southern baptist or whether it's uh, uh or whoever whatever and, I, and i'm saying christian group that we want to call them it, it's you know it's hard for us to understand. Well, they, they're talking about Jesus Christ. They're reading yeah. maybe out of the Bible, but but Paul, yeah. you know, in, in Corinthians 
uh, 11, 2 Corinthians 11, but I fear, verse 3, lest, um, lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds have been corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, and Paul here is giving evidence that there's other Christ, and, and, and Jesus says in Matthew 24 that there will be many Christ, whom we have not right. preached. And what, what was the Christ that Paul preached? The sovereign Christ who has saved his people from their sins. That's who Paul preached. Or if you receive another spirit which you have not received, or another gospel. What's that other gospel? A gospel of works. A gospel of God did this, you must do this. And which yeah. you have not accepted, you might bear well with him. And then Paul is given a defense because these other apostles are boasting in themselves and they're forcing Paul with the Corinthians to, to, to do, uh, to, to talk about himself, which he doesn't want to do. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 12. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory. And this is what I was saying earlier. Here these men were glorying in themselves, what they were doing about their ministry, and Paul you know, is having to address it, that they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Not Christ's works, but their works. And um, so, you know, to me, this passage, you know, is, is clear evidence of, and, and Paul was speaking to the church that these false teachers had come in and become persuaded by some of their false teaching. And, and these, you know, or, or a number of these people evidently were the, the Lord's. But again, it's we look at where we're at today and those that don't come out of this or don't ever come to, to the knowledge of the truth of the finished work of Christ. Well, they're, they're worse than a false Jesus. They're, Paul says uh, another gospel, another spirit, and, and and it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it. But you know, and 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 two, it's the subtlety of Satan and the simplicity of Christ that uh, you know it's it's we see it if if the truth has been revealed to us, if we be not deceived, how simple it is. You know, G, those in John six said, Jesus, what what is it that we should do the works of God? He said, this this is the work of God that you believe on him Amen. who he Amen. has sent. Amen. Amen. That is so That's good. So you know, I, I, I uh, back to Isaiah, the 46th chapter, 10th verse, you know, we all know that verse, but declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. And then, you know, in the 47th chapter, the fourth verse, this is like an exclamation point. As for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name, (laughs) the Holy One of Israel. I mean, that's what we, I need to be reminded of that over and over again. I mean, as, as, 
a person who, you know, recognizes my only hope in Christ. I mean, he's he is he's the only redeemer. There's no other redeemer out there, and there's a lot of people that are trying to redeem themselves. You know, <laughs> and, and they That's try. Right. There's no self redemption. There's no self redemption. That's exactly right. Exactly Go ahead. Right. Whoever has, has anything to say, feel free to jump in here. Well, I just want well, to you say know. It. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that uh, let's take election as another topical point of fact. Uh, there isn't one page in this whole book or election if you're you know if you believe the truth if God has imparted to you faith. There isn't one page in this whole book where election does not jump out throughout this book in the same wise that uh, that uh, the former that we were talking about uh, just seems to uh, uh, assimilate itself throughout the book uh, just as much election and God's elective process it does for me anyway. I never saw it like that, but God's election. Uh, you're just exactly right, Chris. I mean, every single page, you know, yeah. it's just God's elect elective process just 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 jumps out, and uh, praise God, it does. Now, I don't think people yeah. see see this. You know, I don't know what that takes, but that that I just praise God that He's given me some kind of something, whatever, to where I. I'm able to detect this, and uh, praise be and forever be His glory. But uh, he, His elective process—it's just uh, so evident on every. I mean, you could probably get down to every sentence, you know. But I want to just check, uh, Richard. Did we lose you? No, I'm still here. Oh, good, because for some reason I'm getting—you know—this technology is something else. I'm glad to hear you were still with me. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Chris. Oh, but according to my talk shoe thing, looks like it it dropped me off of here. I'm gonna have to go and log back on and make sure we're still re- in recording this. But uh, this talk shoe is good when it works, but it's no fun when it doesn't. <laughs> so anyway, uh, brother uh, Jerry, go ahead. You were gonna say something. Well, you know, I I was agreeing with Chris. You know, in essence, really, election, predestination, the sovereignty of God is truly, truly from cover to cover. Uh, This is all about God, not about man. But I was thinking, you know, it says, comfort ye, comfort my people. Uh, A lot of the modern-day preachers don't realize that the gospel is comforting God's people. And one thing that greatly comforts me is that God is in control of sin. Uh, all of this sin is on a chain. It can't go further. It can't go any further than God's ordained. He said, "He said God has created all things for Himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of evil." And when He says the wicked for the day of evil, He's talking about Satan, all the hideous criminals and sinners in the world. Uh, and he's created them for himself, for his own glory. And we might not understand it, but, brother, this is a comfort to me that this this wickedness is not running rampant around here. 
without God's control. Uh, it's just such a blessing uh, to me. And, um, I mean, Satan can go no further. Look, if you look at read the Job, you can see that uh, God is the one that pointed Satan toward Job and, and then restricted everything he could do to him. And uh, and it had for us to to look at this and learn and and I mean he could take his riches he couldn't kill him he could take anything we have any moment we have we don't have to worry about our possessions uh, this is in the hands of God like everything else we don't have to connive and 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 try to get I'm gonna tell you something guys that you're probably gonna think's crazy but I don't have a boogler alarm, and I don't want one. If I have one, the Lord's going to send somebody to rob me. <laughs> Call that legalism if you want to. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I, I know. I know. Cra- I think I'm crazy. You know what? You, I used to think what was bad about David numbering the troops. Well, you know, you know what it was. This is the way I see it: is God had promised him a victory, but he was. He was he was t- leaning to his own understanding, and he was going to see what his odds were. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the way I look at the boogie alarm. I mean, kind of like kind of like uh, Moses striking the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing with me having a family doctor and going up and see when I feel fine to go up and ask him how I'm doing and let him run all these tests and and then start feeding me pills and. Listen, guys, I'm I'm wanting to leave this place. A lot of people say I'm ready. Well, I'm not ready, and I'll never be ready. I'm I'm hoping he's made me accepted in the beloved. But there's nothing I can do to make. Hello. Hello. 